Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Jolly Good Foodcast. I am your host, Chef Jolly. The Jolly Good Foodcast is a platform to discuss and better understand the continuously evolving hospitality industry. On today's episode, we are in conversation with a highly talented professional in the field of social media in hospitality industry. Daniela Aude is a social media advisor and a pole fitness instructor. Yes, a pole fitness instructor and a voracious traveler. She's dynamic, dedicated, and task oriented. Daniela heads the social media for Alfardan Hospitality. Her unshakable passion has made Team Riyasat Doha a legacy. Daniela, would you tell us a little more about yourself? Uh, first of all, hello, uh, Chef Jolie. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. And I feel very flattered by the introduction, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Most welcome. Uh, so briefly, yes, I am in advertising and particularly social media and public relations. I've graduated in Lebanon in 2009 with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. And ever since 12 years until now, uh, my passion in social media has evolved. And so is my passion for fitness as well and health. So that's wow. in a nutshell. Yes, <laughs> that's in a nutshell. Fantastic, fantastic! You know, I, I have I have been uh, following you big time on your Instagram, and I do see you travel a lot. Your passion for fitness and yes. and, and and all the uh, for the lack of words, all the gymnastics, um, for the you know all the tricks that you do <laughs> that you do is is literally. I thought it was uh, um, uh, uh, you know a technologically made up or some 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 sort of a thing, but you literally are. Uh, a pool, uh, you know, um, sort of fitness instructor, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, it's been like yeah. five or six years. I take it uh, very seriously. I'm very dedicated uh, when it comes to fitness. You know, I yeah. uh, part of like um, it's part of my life right now. Yeah. So, so tell me, yeah, yeah. what is it? What is it that you sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, eat or, or drink or sort of, uh, uh, you know, have before you get onto your fitness, fitness uh, regime? Honestly, I just uh, have a couple of snacks, like some um, healthy nuts, maybe a banana, anything that could boost my energy, have a smoothie, you know? Uh, definitely, I have a very healthy lifestyle that I've been following for the past, a uh, couple of years so it's nothing in particular that I follow it's just like a healthy balanced well-maintained diet or lifestyle so, so you're not into snacking like you know most people love to succumb to are you or are you not a, a snacking person yeah, are you like, you no. know, a little bit here, a little bit there, nibble here, uh, nibble there? You know, when it, it, when it comes to the weekends, maybe I give a chance, uh, you know, <laughs> snack, here, snack from there. But uh, on a daily basis, it's like my healthy snacks always have my walnuts, my almonds, a couple of dates from here, uh, a nice smoothie, avocado, spinach, you know, anything that will give me uh, energy, midday boost. And help me with my workouts as well. 
Fantastic, fantastic. So, so what do you enjoy cooking on the weekends, Daniela? Uh, well, let me tell you something. I'm not very of a, much of a cook. <laughs> I haven't started cooking uh, until three years back when I moved to Doha. I had to rely on myself for the first time. So I'm like, hmm, what should I cook? So I started maybe doing some hearty, healthy salads, pasta. Uh, I do enjoy uh, cooking like some grilled fish, oven baked fish, uh, some sort of stuff like that. And something that I recently learned, and it's, my, it's my all time favorite right now, it's cauliflower pizza. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's a kind of- A cauliflower pizza. It's a kind of a trend. Yeah, you make the dough out of cauliflower. So, really? uh, yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. Why don't you take us through this unique recipe of yours? I mean, you know, this is this is new. So why don't you take us through it? It was, uh, it's quite challenging. Actually, you have to get a cauliflower and rinse it really well, put it in the microwave because uh, cauliflower in its nature has uh, lots of water in it. So when you heat it, it you have, it's kind of like, you see the water coming out of it. So you have to really squeeze it as well with its, with a um, specific cloth, right? you know? And then you have to make like small uh, circular doughs out of it, mix it with some eggs and uh, specific uh, cheese as well to get it to stick together. And then you just flatten it on a, on a you know, a pizza, uh, tray and put it in the oven but it sounds easier than it uh, looks maybe one day when you come here to Doha I'll show you how to do it absolutely well tell me you you uh, well I, I'm looking forward just to just to clarify for the audience so there is no flour in this pizza base is there no it's only cauliflower stuck wow. together with uh, with one egg and uh, two types of cheeses and that's it Wow. What cheese, what cheese would you use? Uh, mozzarella cheese and Parmesan cheese. Nice. Nice. So, so yep. well, ab absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, so when I'm, when I'm there, I'm going to look up, I look up to you for this, this awesome pizza then. Definitely. That <laughs> sounds good. We'll looking forward. <laughs> yeah. So, so whilst you spoke so passionately about this pizza, I don't yeah. believe I don't believe you say that you've just started cooking. It, the The passion is obvious uh, reflection of you loving uh, loving uh, to cook and spend time in the kitchen. Absolutely. No, I do actually. Yeah, I, I do enjoy cooking, but I've never done it before, so I'm just getting myself into the habit right now. Right, right. So, so Daniela, um, tell me, where do you actually hail from? Where, where is your origin as a family? Uh, I'm purely Lebanese. I'm from nice. Lebanon. Nice. You, know, I have to tell you, just last night, I went with my team of chefs to enjoy the most awesome Lebanese food in London. You know, and 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 that's one of my favorite cuisines. I okay. can uh, or oh, absolutely succumb to great Lebanese food. So, That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. What did you go to? Uh, there's a, there's a place uh, close to where we're going to be opening our London restaurant uh, in Malibone. Edgeware is not too far, uh, and and there is a place called Al Balad, and also on Al the Balad. 
Yeah, there's a street called uh, James Street in London, uh, which has a fantastic Lebanese, uh, you know, everybody loves shawarma and all that stuff as well. But I'm sure there's lots more to Lebanese food than just that. Um, maybe on another session, you can show us, uh, uh, maybe we can do a cook-off together, you know, why oh. not? Definitely. And if a lot of people might not know that Lebanese cuisine is very vegan heavy as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cuisine. Absolutely. The vegan so, trend. <laughs> yeah. So if, if it wasn't for Lebanese, what would your favorite cuisine be, uh, Daniela? Uh, I have to say it's either Spanish or Mexican, to be very honest. <laughs> nice, nice, great. I um, love the Mediterranean, Mediterranean flavors in that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I love both countries, and I've always told myself if I ever were to uh, be reborn, it's, it has to be either Mexican or Spanish wow. <laughs> origin. I kind of yeah, I'm very fond of these two countries. So 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 tell me, you know, when, when you talk about the Mexican and Spanish, along with along with the pole fitness, do you also salsa? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's so funny that you brought that up because I actually tried to do it once a routine, a salsa pole dance kind of thing. <laughs> Did you? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fantastic. I think, I think towards the end, a lot of our audience would love to follow you. And, and you know, later um, we, will, we will mention where they can find you as well. But let's get on to some serious business here. Yeah. So, you know, with, with all this lovely, interesting, passionate, uh, you know, hobbies and traits that you have, how did you get into social media marketing? Well, that's a really good question. Honestly, it was uh, started all by coincidence. Uh, I never planned my career path to be this way. Uh, so as I mentioned, I graduated back in 2009 in advertising and marketing, and social media, social media was still not uh, a very big thing. It was very at its very early stages. Like Facebook was probably the only platform around. It was only like a connecting tool, you know. So never did I learn about social media marketing in university back then, and it was not even on the curriculum itself. So when I graduated, um, I got an offer from an agency, which I didn't know even they existed. So it was an agency that had services specifically for digital and social media. And to my surprise, I was like, what is this? And, you know, I'm kind of the kind of person that likes to take a challenge. So I was like, why not? And then um, slowly... Uh, I started to enjoy it and it turned into something uh, I became passionate about. And I started like slowly, slowly getting into it more and began investing more time in teaching myself the ins and outs of the fields. And until today, I still do take courses and improve my skills as well, because as you know, social media and digital is always evolving. Like every day, every month, every year, you have new trends. So this is how it happened, all by coincidence. Yeah, and I love it. And twelve years, uh, uh, I'm still doing whatever I'm doing, and I love it. I wouldn't change it. Well, well, tell me about it. I, I think our <laughs> lives have been taken over by social media, isn't it? It's 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 literally we wake up to social media. We you know have it by our lunch as a side. 
you know, with a coffee or teas in the evening on it before we sleep. And trust yeah. me, uh, the, the partners might forget to kiss each other good night, but they will <laughs> never forget to get on the social media. <laughs> you know, that's how addictive, addictive it has become, hasn't it? It is actually, you know, but I think we need to remember the most important things as well. Like, as you mentioned, we always have our phones next to us. And I've been trying to follow this routine. Whenever I want to go to bed, I kind of put my phone on the side. Don't try to open social media as well. Uh, try to connect more with people around me because I've, we like you've noticed, everyone noticed these days, it's very hard uh, to communicate now face to face. And especially with COVID, because we're all so disconnected from each other uh, in real life, we're also connected uh, on social media. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I try to keep social media as uh, business oriented as possible. No, actually, that's that's a very good tip, a very good suggestion, because I, you know, I think I totally agree to what you said before you, you know, call it a day. Uh, I think it's best to sort of put the phone at rest a little bit and give social media a little bit of rest too. Uh, and it probably gives us a good sleep as well, doesn't it? So, um, no, 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 very, very important. Whilst whilst this is your profession and your passion, uh, uh, good to have control on it rather than it controlling you. Otherwise, it just, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's what it is otherwise. No, but tell me, um, you know, you, you know, you are a specialist in hospitality sector. I know for a fact because you've played such an important role in bringing Riyasat to the uh, a very very solid dining scene in Qatar. Um, but do you also, um, you know, partake in marketing other other industries too? Uh, well, when I first started my career, I had a very diversified uh, list of brands that I used to work with. So hospitality was always an intriguing sector and industry for me. I never tapped into it until now, uh, like if you want to say eight months back. Um, and with time, I realized that I like to be more involved with everything related to services that has to do with people and requires a lot of human interaction. Uh, I've worked previously, as I mentioned, with very diversified brands like beauty, automotive, retail and shopping, uh, entertainment, uh, and also more corporate stuff like NGOs, education, so, yeah, recently I've become involved in hospitality uh, with added onto my portfolio on a professional level, if you'd like to say. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's always a hobby for me. I always used to do a few things from here and there uh, on a personal level or during my free time. But now it's my full time uh, job. Right. No, no, that's that's fantastic. So. So um, having understood your passion to sort of work with people, um, yes. you know, and uh, sort of drove you more towards uh, hospitality. Uh, so broadly, if you were to explain how different mm -hmm. is social media uh, for hospitality versus others? Okay, so I would not consider that there is a huge difference. Uh, yeah. between social media hospitality and versus other brands or sectors. It is mainly the type of content that is being communicated. 
How do you communicate it and where? Because as you know, every industry has a different audience that is presented, that is present on different platforms more heavily than others. So some are more on Instagram, others are on Twitter, you can, uh, others are on LinkedIn, and every content is different in the way you create it to communicate it on these platforms. So creating the right communication messages appealing to your target audience in a creative and interactive manner is very important. So every sector is different than the other, but social media is the same uh, across all. So I would just have to say it's creating messages that would resonate with whatever service you provide to your customers and that taps into your core business values and foundations. And this would make people, you know, more interested and uh, coming to your page. So, so mainly that's it. It's just the communication tool, the platform, and the message that you put together to appeal to your target audience. That's the only difference that uh, I yeah. consider, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Just also being part of the conversation. Now, hospitality is more uh, people-oriented and people-driven. So conversations might be more heavily on this, you know, for social, for hospitality sector. So you have to be on a daily or even hourly basis on there and listening to what people say and tailor to their needs. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because we live in a very competitive uh, environment and the customer loyalty has dropped uh, tremendously. So one mistake or if you're not there, you don't listen to them, you don't answer, they're just, you see them walking out the door. So basically, uh, that's the way I see it. You know, you, you've brought a very, very interesting point, and I'm going to slightly digress to this point and tell you my personal experience. Now, obviously, sure. I've got a fantastic team who helps me, um, you know, uh, manage my, uh, you know, the PR uh, PR channel, if you like. We've got a fantastic guys like So Manchetra who help me do all that stuff. And gradually, you know, in the earlier days, I never went into LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, and you just mentioned about, you know, different contents for different places, depending on the interest and, and you know, uh, the, the relevance of the platform. So um, I had this podcast up on LinkedIn. And can you believe somebody after... Uh, 2020. So after about 20 years, somebody reaches out to me and he was the first general manager of the first Marriott Hotel in India called Hans George Robine. And he says, well done or something like that to my podcast. I said, wow, can you believe it? How this has got me connected to this gentleman. And, and you know, it brought smiles to my face. I said, wow, I never intended for that feeling or expression of you know, happiness and how I've been able to reach the professional strata of the society or the hospitality segment. So very truly, very truly said, um, you know, creating content for the right platforms. And then, you know, this is how, uh, you know, you you decide uh, depending on the sector. No, very well said. Thank you. I thought I'd probably share this with you because this just happened yesterday. It is, it is an interesting story, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was the fantastic general manager. I, you know, 
maybe I should also get him onto this platform and share this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is how this is what it is, isn't it? So it's about exactly. the industry and and sharing all these wonderful things that you bring on board for all the lovely listeners as well. So most importantly, I have to personally thank you about. Um, about all that you and your team have done to bring Riyasat Doha on this lovely uh, culinary map in whole of Qatar. And probably now the Middle East is talking about it. You've done a fantastic and a wonderful job. And I can see all the passion behind it. But tell me on the hindsight, you always have me pushing you guys up and say, I want this and yeah. I want that and, and deliveries and, and you yeah. know, cutoff dates and timelines. Tell me all that people don't know of, all the challenges that you've been facing to, uh, you know, I, I'm sure this this uh, one hour of podcast chat would not be enough for you to, uh, uh, you know, compose the challenges. There's so much more. But if you were to share, you know, what are the, what were the key challenges that, you know, you came across along with your team to deliver? Well, look, it was a beautiful challenge, to be very honest. You know, one challenge is different than the other. This one was a beautiful one because the moment I stepped into the restaurant, I really loved it. And if when I love something, I try with all my heart and, and passion and soul just to, you know, make it a successful one. Uh, it was a challenging one, and especially because Riyasat, people don't know, it opened its doors to the public in the middle of the pandemic in October 2020. So that alone is a huge challenge uh, just to create awareness about it. Yes. Get people to, you know, because... The demographics here have changed greatly as well. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have cut down their salaries. So also you have financially, uh, the financial, uh, you know, uh, financially it's not, it was not um, uh, for our own benefit. And the lockdown definitely was not because one month you got everything running up and then the second month everything is closed and you take, you need like more than one month just to, get yourself accustomed to few things. Uh, the challenge was definitely to get the awareness um, out, uh, try to push it as much as possible to the public, try to educate them and uh, get them familiar with the brand, with Indian cuisine, with the concept, with the different names of the dishes, uh, the menu itself. Uh, but I mean... Uh, slowly, slowly, we started to create some PR and marketing activities and certain gatherings in the restaurant with some influencers from here, the media from there. Uh, and uh, you, Julie, were uh, uh, Chef Julie, were a challenge as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a big challenge, was I? You want this and that all at the same time. And I understand because also the, the passion that you have for the Asad is unbelievable. And um, basically, that was it. I would have to say that the pandemic did not play a big role uh, or a positive one. Uh, but I believe that things are starting to pick up right now. Yeah. And people are starting to get used to it more and knowing the name more, knowing the concept and uh, 
I mean, your staff in Doha is also amazing. They're very welcoming and friendly. And people, when they go in, they just see the passion on their faces. And that what, that's what makes them um, even more interested in going back to Riyasat. So the human fact element that we had at Riyasat combined with the social media and marketing activities uh, kind of helped push uh, Riyasat into the public more yeah yeah you know and pardon pardon me for being so pushy with you guys but i have to i have <laughs> to give it to you all because with you know we came in as you rightly said during pandemic um yeah. october wasn't the best time uh we were very skeptical as to you know what's uh, you know what lies in the future not only that, there were some very strong existing brands already in Doha. And exactly. not, uh, not a year, a couple of years, and, and they have been doing so well. And, and for us as a team to come in, uh, you know, present the food, have it accepted by uh, the local uh, Qataris who really love Indian food and know it so well, uh, you know, and also probably the cuisine sinks in a little bit close to their liking as well. Um, yes. With all the competition and, and, and coming in this difficult time with so much of, uh, you know, uh, travel restrictions and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I look back and I can say I think you guys did a fantastic job of um, ensuring that the food which was passionately curated and crafted and brought on the table was very well uh, appreciated. And I think you were able to, uh, along with the team, uh, make a noise in Doha, isn't it? Uh, and gradually, I, I, you know, there's so many people and influencers and, and socialites who are in touch with me now Mm -hmm. um, the other day, a gentleman from Qatar, uh, Doha, walks into a London restaurant and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, and then we got connected and I spoke to him about Riyasat and we really got excited. So, uh, well, that's that's almost my second home now. Uh, I'm loving it, loving it. But thanks for what uh, you guys did. A brilliant, brilliant job in the most difficult time. That wouldn't have been easy. No, no, definitely. And as you mentioned, the competition also is kind of strong, but we believe that Riyasat has had something quite unique and different. And that's what we try to focus more on the, and tell stories more of the values and the essence of Riyasat, you know? Uh, so educating people was the most important uh, thing. And then once you drive them into the restaurant, your team there did a great job as well to kind of retain them with their friendliness and professionalism as well. And it's all about human interaction at the end of the day, as I mentioned. Hospitality is equal human interaction. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm very humbled. I'm very humbled to announce here that uh, Riyasat Doha won the Best Indian Restaurant Award as well. And, and the credit goes to you guys, all of you, to have... Uh, you know, uh, done everything that was necessary to put the right things at the right place for people to appreciate and enjoy. And we see a good, uh, we see a good footfall coming in after this, don't we? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so tell me, Daniela, taking on from this, uh, you know, how can hospitality and food industry mm -hmm. uh, leverage the content marketing? 
for social media promotions, how, you know, drive the ROI, the return on investment. What's your take on it? Uh, it's more of like how to measure return on investment, you mean? Yeah. When it comes so, to, yeah, first of yeah. All, yeah. So you got your social media and you got your offline. They're, they're mirroring each other. So you got, if you're talking about return on investment on social media, it's the ensuring that more people know about the restaurant by increasing engagement, increasing followers online, turning them potentially into uh, potential customers. And then driving these customers from online to offline and increase your footfall in the restaurant. I mean, these are all activities that uh, you can measure uh, because, as you know, you know, social media, you can measure the number of likes and the followers and the engagement and conversations and the hashtags and all of that. And then when you come to the actual restaurant, you can see if your activities on social media have been impactful enough to create buzz inside the restaurant because as I said, they mirror each other. So they go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. So um, I would basically say that. I'm not sure if I uh, answered no, your you, question. No, no, that, that, that's, that's, that's very well put. I, uh, I can tell you, you know, for, uh, running restaurants, it's it's a very obvious question where when people say you know how do you how do you measure the success mm -hmm. of social media how do you see it uh, you know uh, adding bums on seat mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, how does it do that because it's, i know it's a very difficult tool to literally say that because we did this uh, spiel or this blitz it has got so many people but i think it gradually grows on uh, creates a personality on and offline together to sort of strengthen it up and then you start having you know an awareness and then that's that's what exactly what you've uh, mentioned haven't you definitely it takes some time to build your uh, your audience and um and with time when people keep on seeing like posts or promoted posts advertising it kind of sticks into their minds when they always see riasat riasat so if they didn't go and see it they didn't go and experience the restaurant from the first time they saw a post being always yeah. online and active would uh, trigger their interest and say, okay, maybe now it's time that I want to go. So it's always good to be online, follow the conversation, be social, be uh, interactive enough. And you can see the impact uh, of what it, uh, social media has uh, in real life, you know, yeah. and you can speak certain things from here, maybe see that uh, maybe this type of content was not very interesting to my audience. And now I know what they like. And uh, as you said, someone might come and say, uh, I follow you on Instagram. Uh, I liked your restaurant. So you start to get to know these people even more. You can, you know, so that's how you can measure the success and return on investment. It does take time, though. It doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's not a miracle. So people have to be patient. That's, you know, I'm going to certainly say that. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know, I like the I like it when you said you got to be patient because just like many other operators, restaurant operators who probably would be listening to this, you know, uh, you know, we always watch the PR and, and marketing team with an eagle's eye and say, 
all right, guys, I need results. Yeah. And mums on seat, you know, how are you able to convert that? And that, and trust me, that's not, that's not going to go away. That'll always <laughs> be there uh, hounding you. And, but, but I do understand the positives of uh, social media and uh, the impact it has, though it's gradual. Uh, but I keep telling my team, uh, uh, I keep telling my team in, in any restaurant everywhere around, around the globe that, guys, it's, it's the product. It's, it's the product that you put on the plate. It's the smiles, it's the genuine smiles that you sort of mm-hmm. welcome your customers with is the biggest asset. And social Definitely. media, PR, marketing will only, uh, you know, take that forward in their own, you know, specialized way. But we need to get that product right first. You know, if you're not sure. able to get the product right, we can't just sit and blame the social media or the PR because we got to get that ABC sorted out first, isn't it? Definitely, big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so no, I, I know. I, it, it's 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 uh, it's it's a teamwork which we need to get it right. But but trust me, it's not going to go away. We will keep hounding you for more. Oh, than seed. <laughs> we got yeah. used to it. Trust me. <laughs> 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 all right so 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 tell me uh daniela with, with all this new age new technologies these new tools all that jazz happening around in this world and and you're very well connected um uh, has it helped your work in the digital space i would have to say yes uh so now so you know that there are a lot of what makes our lives easier or uh less complicated are these many listening and monitoring tools that we're actually on on a daily basis so it helps us like see what the competitors are doing what are the latest trends what are the trending hashtags uh what who's talking about what so this kind of helps us with an idea of what type of content that we need to tailor for a specific market and how we need to create even more uh, beneficial business for our brands that we handle. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's connecting, as I said, all of us together. So it's not only do I see what's happening here in Doha, I can see what's happening in other parts of the world and uh, get some ideas. So it's always, uh, technology does have its advantages, of course, in this, uh, in this field, I have to say. Right, right. I had, just to give an example, I mean, uh, for what I'm going to ask next, I had a meeting with my PR team in London just yesterday. Yeah. And um, we were talking about in these very difficult times, uh, creating an awareness for a brand new restaurant launch. Um, and I was struggling to figure out because the the travel, the tourism, the hotels are quite scant, uh, scantily uh, occupied. Isn't this a very, very difficult time for you to somehow channelize your creative, uh, you know, energies as to how you can promote a place? Now, this is just something which popped into my head right now. How yeah. do you guys who are so creative, how, how can you help suggest or recommend what what can we do as operators in these times differently uh you know in regards to social media online offline or just 
you know, stick our neck out and say, hey, guys, we're here, you know, why don't you come and dine? We, we, we serve fantastic food and so on and so forth. Any thoughts on that? Well, as you said, and I would agree with you, it is a very tough period. And we do face some challenges when it comes to this. And it's a bit frustrating as well to be able to think like creatively out of the box how to promote something. And I think that we are so used to these really big events and gatherings that we do not know how to think otherwise. Um, however, I'll give you an example. There was on Women's Day here in Doha, uh, we did something where we created like certain time slots for a place where people can actually visit, book their spots in advance, like instead of having them all come all at once to create buzz around what's happening, they come and for 30 minutes, one hour, book their slots, leave, and other people will come back. So it's allocating time for different people to come as a group of five, maybe not more than that. And that way you would be able to promote your restaurant as well with not uh, and not like thinking, okay, just let me do some social media posts and that's it and just throw the event on the side. I mean, you can uh, do like creative social networking, gatherings and, and all of that, just if you know how to allocate your time uh, properly. So uh, I would think like Riasat, in uh, UK while trying to launch or promote can even do the same instead of having everyone come all at once you're invited drinks food you know just give every person or like group of five people a nice one hour time to come and visit they leave another group comes so it kind of also creates some buzz you know and you have the restaurant like filled up with people throughout the entire day or let's say five hours of the day instead of having an event in one hour or two hours you can spread it out for five hours no no that's that's a brilliant idea and and i, th I think what a big buzz we saw uh during the lockdown and during covid and in certain places still have is a lot of restaurants started you know, doing takeaways and deliveries, including the Michelin restaurants, which we didn't realize. Um, and there, and there was a big buzz in the takeaway businesses, in uh, right across, right across the world. Well, that that really took up big time, didn't it? It, it did, and which actually, uh, I just uh, thought about something as well. You know, you're always used to having when an opening of a restaurant, always getting people to come into the restaurant. Maybe you can send them like a nice box gesture like we've opened and this is like a sneak peek of what we have to offer you know so this could also be helpful in terms of marketing yeah yeah and i remember we did something at riasa doha by packaging this lovely exactly. lovely food uh, uh which was delivered to people who love who've, who've who've dined at a restaurant before who couldn't sort of come down there but we took a slice of riasa to their homes uh, and and they exactly. and they loved it absolutely didn't they? They did because they 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 thought that they were having dinner or lunch at Riyasat, but from the comfort of their yeah. home, and that was like uh, something nice. Uh, so yeah, I I think like there are certain things uh, we never used to think about, like we never used to about think about 
this much delivery or takeaways or sending gifts or sending a, a nice meal in a box, you know. Uh, we've always had the concept of one big event for an hour or two or nothing at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, so Daniela, tell me, how does your day start? How do you describe your floor work? You know, uh, I'm, I'm sure you never switched off. You always switched on. Uh, you know, whether you're in, you're out, you've got that little light of yours glowing, the social media thing, the buzz. Um, so, so why don't you explain us how, you know, what is a typical uh, a social media marketing personnel with so much of responsibility? Uh, how, how does your, uh, you know, how do you describe your flow of work? Well, I have to say always research, to be very honest. I'm uh, I'm such a research person, and it's a very uh, crucial part of uh, my job or any job, I would say. So that's how I always start my day with some research, um, see what the competitors or competition is doing in Doha, what the world is doing, uh, pick up the latest trends and topics, uh, going around, checking uh, social media platforms and uh, and businesses that are uh, similar to Riyasat, I would say. Um, brainstorm for future activities. I always have a notebook next to me. I'm uh, I'm to technology, if you can see, but I'm still like my original uh, way of uh, writing down notes. So I always write down notes uh, on my notebook wherever I go. If I think about stuff based on research and what I read. And always in my mind, it's how I would want to improve any brand that I ha want to handle or I'm handling currently. And try to incorporate the latest trends into any communication plan that I'm thinking about or any event or gathering that I'm thinking about for, uh, for the brand. Uh, prepare some articles when needed. Connect with influencers on a daily basis, to be very honest. You know, I don't think a day has passed by when I do not connect with influencers. If it's not for professional purposes, it's for just personal, not personal, but, but it's always nice to say. Uh, yeah. You know, it kind of creates this, um, it establishes the stronger bond. And for me, because in the back of my head, I always want to create relationship with people and drive them more into the business uh, that I'm handling. So, yeah, and I, I read a lot. I think of relevant content and always try to stay on top of the game, to be very honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell, that, that sounds interesting and exciting. Uh, you know, I, I could do that as my second job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, anyone can do it if they have, uh, uh, you know, they have the passion for it and they like to uh, deal with people. Yeah. Then definitely why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but research is very important because I I remember even if it was before I actually started working, I've always remembered that I'm always online reading and trying to see what are the latest topics and trends that have been going on. Well, I'm going to jump in here and, and I'd love to put you in a spotlight, but tell me yeah. and tell all the audiences, what is it that, you know, what are the things that are trending in today's world? You know, one or two things could be anything really. Um, what is it that's trending? Uh, so trending as 
topic you mean? Um, yeah, well, you know, any any social media platform or, or anything that you see, um, you know, is, is really trending. Well, really trending. These, uh, everyone knows these TikTok and real <laughs> videos, you know. Yeah. Being close. <laughs> <laughs> the funny videos that they create. And I've always been thinking, hmm, how would I want to be part of that? You know, that was always. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's fun. People are trying to, to, I think they're trying to divert their attention from what's happening and all the frustration that has been caused uh, for the past year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're trying to create some interesting content. I have to say these reels yeah. are getting on the very trendy and everyone wants to be part of it with some uh, nice music and uh, backgrounds. And uh, I'll have to say uh, a vegan, <laughs> the vegan trend. Vegan is trending, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and people, I think they realize how important vegan diet is also during the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. So I think these two things are the major topics that would be trending on social media. Fantastic. For 2020, 2021. So if if you were to now I'm just I'm just being a bit funny but if you were to think of a reel or you know with the people changing these attires and acting all funny in TikTok yeah. so how how yeah. what would you propose chef jolly to portray as let's say you got 30 seconds <laughs> why don't you choreograph something how do you want to see me in a reel or in uh, you know changing attire I'm very boring I just wear a white uh, chef jacket most of the times uh, or, or teas, but tell me something. Think about something top of your hat, you know? How do you see Chef Jolly? Well, in? maybe see Chef Jolly in uh, different attires for different um, different occasions, or maybe what's in Chef Jolly's closet, perhaps? Shorts and two t-shirts and one jeans, which is torn. <laughs> that's it. All your closet is about. Then we need to take Chef Jolly on the shopping spree then. Well, that's it. That's it. I think I think we should save this. We should save this um, for when I visit Doha. I am so looking forward. I'm so looking forward to my visit and also a session with you on the salsa pole dancing fusion mix. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. We got a lot of things that we need to show you then when you're here. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. And, a, and certainly a cook off with you, with your fascinating cauliflower uh, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not to forget the cauliflower pizza and your Lebanese strength of Lebanese cuisine. But I tell you what, Daniela, <laughs> thank you so much for what you've done, what you do. You've literally brought Riyasa Doha on the map of the, the whole Middle Eastern cuisine, the culinary world, if you like. It wasn't easy. Uh, and you, along with the team, did a brilliant, brilliant job. And again, I'm honored to have you as a part of the Jolly Good Foodcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you and getting your insights into the culinary world at large. Thank you. It's my pleasure and honor as well. And uh, Riyasat Doha has a very special uh, place uh, in my heart so uh, looking forward to even expanding further and creating even bigger and bigger buzz for the whole world to see thank you and and we can't wait to take riasa global now that was the first launch internationally and uh yeah we, we're getting queries from right across the world 
love to have you on the uh, you know platform where we can take it global. But thank you again. And if the listeners want thank to you, follow, and if the listeners want to follow you, Daniela, where can they find you online? Well, I'm very active on Instagram, and my account handle name is Daniel with double L E. And uh, Audi, A-U-D-I, all in one uh, go. So, Danielle Audi. Fantastic. And thank you to our lovely listeners for tuning in to the show. We have a lot of interesting conversations coming soon on your favorite podcast app each week. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Chef Jolly or Jolly Good Chef for more Jolly Good content. Stay well, be happy, and be good. Thank you.